check one, check two. How are wonderful you? This is a number 11 podcast show uh, about the homelessness that I have encountered here in Las Vegas, Nevada. 230 lives are out here on the streets, meaning, can I describe it for you? You know, sidewalk sleeping or in a tent or somewhere in a big, large parking lot somewhere, I'm trying to see what else, up under the bus shuttle, somewhere penthouse right now, as I'm talking to you, on roadside, y'all see it probably when y'all drive, if we choose to ignore it, that's, that's, no, that's not my business, but I can't ignore them, because see, I used to be that, 230 lives is what I count on is a lot to um, face, to be perfectly honest with you. Welcome to a number 11 podcast show. So, what am I talking about today? I'm making reference to the crisis that's going on all over the United States. And we're just, it seems like we're getting poorer. And I don't know the whole reason why. I don't know if anyone else knows, but I think it's just a hard time for everybody. It hurts, you know. So um, I can't help but get emotional. But if I'm in my place right now, that I did pay this for, there are 230 lives that are not able to go inside. And if you're in the shelter, you think you should go now. When you're talking about triggers, they make you leave early in the day and come back at night. So that leaves a lot of time in the heat. And a lot of shelters don't let you back in until like 6 p.m. And um, I see such a diversity of problems from uh, security guards harassing not one, two, actually three homeless people today that I see. The two I seen um, today at the BTC and one of them on the strip you can see. I don't know the whole reason why the security guards who are armed security guards I'm guessing for good reason. I want to believe that. I want to believe everybody who got authority or not to meeting to the homeless. But some do it a lot here. And I've seen one security guard take it to the limit. This is what they do to you about it. If you're homeless, they kick you off the bus because you're falling asleep. Remember I talked about this in case you've been following me. Welcome to my mobile homeless number 11. Talk about how draining it is. It's emotionally, mentally draining to see poverty below the poverty level in this great country of ours and, and just the fact that I want better for people and it's a weight because I don't know what exactly to do but to tell this story. So this is me, Hannah and Susie right now, the story of the homelessness here in Nevada. No, it's not the only state to have homelessness.
but something needs to be done. I mean, I'm not nobody political or anything like that. I don't know how much good this would be to society, but I know people on a national level, so I'm pointing it. If in your corner of the world, wherever you are at, if you can help the homeless, listen here, if you're homeless, I heard this one man say it, and I said he's why. He said if this one person suffering, we all suffering. And I said, whoa, I never thought of it that way. But he said, people don't realize that. And he said, kill somehow. Some people should be really into the animals, but hate people. Cruel hearted people. They'd rather save the animals than the people. Now, I don't know all the reasons, because I'm. And he lives in California, too, the one who's telling me the truth. He has some understanding of right and wrong. A little wisdom on it. I take, I take all the wisdom I can get. I'm not the always the most wisest person. Um, so I try to incline my ear when I hear wisdom. It might help me. So I'm, I have to figure out now. Yes, I have every intent to help these people, and I actually have helped them. I'm not doing it as a badge of honor, but for me, it's like if I help them, I help myself. If that makes any sense to you. If I ignore them, it's like ignoring myself. You get what I'm saying? Because we're all one human race. So, just because someone is poor and living in the dump, literally, does not make me or anyone else no better than they are. It's maybe they've just been forgotten about. But if all you guys gotta do is work, how are you gonna do that with filthy clothes, filthy hair, from hand to toe? I mean, I'm just saying, you don't have to believe what I'm saying, but, oh, you can go out there and get a job, okay, let you try to, matter of fact, here, here, a house, an address, I don't advise you to do it while you're in the shelter, not saying you can't do it, because I have, but, um, shelters are not exactly the right type of answering service you want to answer your professional call, I've lost not one, not two, four different job opportunities got passed up because I found out a week or two later that an employer called me for an interview. And by the time I called them back, well, guess what? They, they filled the position. Of course they did. A lot of people out here need it. So, talking about, you know, the, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of living homeless in Nevada. The good part about if you have your own phone and you actually got a plan, then opportunities are waste. If you don't have a plan and you somehow get into that situation and you don't have a plan, then, um, well, you're at the mercy of other people. You're at the mercy of every employer, every person who has a job, who feel the need to enforce some false law to harass you. Every cruel hearted person who has money and authority used against you. You know, so regardless if you're in a shelter or not, this is what you're going to experience. And what you do with some people do here in Nevada? They, some people who I know personally, camouflage, meaning they have a storage unit, they have nice clean clothes, and they may be on the street, you won't know you're on the street. You don't sleep 
you know, garbage dumpsters like some people I've seen do. Like yours truly have. Okay, so they don't fall asleep on the bus because they know that a security guard is going to like throw them off the bus. Like I seen today, hurt my heart. It's one thing for a woman to do it to another, to a man. You know what I'm saying? Something about that is wrong. And like she was like throwing her authority around. She went from him telling, Oh, you got to get off the bus. Cause you fell asleep and she made it all nice and loud for us all to hear and then he gets off the bus and sits down and waits for another bus she said oh you can't be here and i'm like said to myself oh my god she said no because you fell asleep so you can't even be here you know he said, you trying to fall asleep again and i'm like oh my god wow and then she went off on somebody else and the woman and one lady the lady that she went off on was like, You stop harassing me. You are harassing me. I'm not even she was at the lower part of the bus stop at the BTC. Ain't bothering nobody. I've learned if ain't nobody bothering you, why would you bother them? That's not your job. You know, and you can tell she was excited to do it too. And that's not your job position to degrade homeless people who have nothing. They have nothing. People don't understand that. They have nothing but their dignity. This is why I don't do photography for the homeless normally. I don't, I might like take pictures of like a scene where you don't see their face. I have to give people permission because a part of me felt like scum. You know, like the media does. They profit off of other people's demise, but that's not what I do. And let these people have their dignity. That's how I feel about any cop, any guard, anybody who... And this woman has a gun on her. You know, it's not like the person opposed to threat. She actually goes to the people. And she's not the first armed security I see do that. They just... I like to think they have other things to do. More important than the great someone who has some power. They're still human. They have power, too. This is why I'm talking about it. So I've seen three people get degraded by security, or armed security. They, um, trust me, you see their weapon. So the point I'm making is, and I'm not talking no, um, no masonry, that's talking about a gun. You know, here in Nevada, they're very big about that. So the point I'm making, the ripple threat in my head would be a person who has authority who abuse civilians. Like I've seen those three that was abused today. It just, it hurts my heart when I see that. And then to me when I think about sleeping, sleeping is a human um, function. Just like you breathe, sleeping is that important. Okay, all of us gotta breathe. Like, oh, now you just reach your um, 100,000 breath you can afford to breathe you can't afford to sleep that's what it sound like and i've even heard like um bus drivers make jokes oh this is not a a bus hotel and laugh and think it's so funny and degrading the homeless person how would i know all about that she used to be me she used to be me and um i was degraded and I've seen other homeless people go through far more than what I've been through. 
actually said I was quite blessed. I've actually seen homeless people get kicked in the middle of their sleep at the bus station. And this person was six feet, muscular. I would assume he's an ex-military. He thought it was so funny. I don't know, I just feel like when you hurt those who society deems as less than people, when you decide to be cruel because you can, it makes you feel good, that makes you see a weak person. And I've I've seen this scenario. Some people are homeless because some people say, oh, because they want to be. I think some people answer out of the side of their mouth because they've been through that and the reason why they were homeless is because of an addiction, apparently, or because I don't think someone actually want to be on the ground, go to sleep in the dirt. I don't think people actually want that. It's not something like you want to sign up for, you know. Let's just go home and yeah, in the desert and be so dehydrated and the heat can possibly kill you, you know. No, and in my head I'm thinking I don't even sound logical. So when someone says that, I try to investigate why and the person who said because they want to, because they were homeless. And that's one of the reasons why they were homeless, I guess. I don't know. I think some people just don't care. They lack compassion. So what am I going to do with these stories? Well, I'll tell you the story. And I try to encourage you to go out to help a nonprofit, or if you don't trust a nonprofit like I don't trust them, because I've seen them still organized crimes, what I call it. Um, I go to the homeless person and actually help them. I don't go to nonprofits because First of all, I make too little money. I can't get a uh, tax write-off. You have to make a certain amount of years. I know I'm, I have a photographic memory, so I do know that. If I made a certain amount, I would get a tax write-off if I wanted that. But I don't want that. I just want to help them. And there's other people out there. I want to say this and acknowledge this. There's other people out there. They actually do care. I talk a lot about the negative, but let me not forget the positive. There are people who are pulled with heavy with compassion, who can help those people. And I thank you for being brave in that type of way. So this is me saying thank you and keep up the good work. I've had negative situations happen in giving. Absolutely I have. When I found out people were just playing me stupid. Absolutely I have. But that doesn't make me stop being who I am. It just showed me who they are. And I just got rid of them. <laughs> I don't have to worry about them coming at me again. If they got any sense. You understand what I'm saying? Because I've met other people that experience bad things in giving. Meaning, people scammed them. And all of that. And took their kindness as weakness. So, with that in mind. You may be one of those people. I don't know who's all listening. Welcome to my podcast show. So if that is you, listen. Everybody goes have bad things happen. Well, you keep being yourself, meaning just because the one, did, one person did you dirty or two people, maybe even three people did you dirty, does not make you hate all life that exists, including your very own. I enjoy giving. Call me weird. I actually do. I enjoy giving when I'm able to give the abundance. I really do enjoy that. Um, I count it as a blessing. 
I don't know how many years I have left, y'all. No, I'm not being old dramatic. You don't know either. You guys think you don't. I don't know how many days I got. I don't know how many moments I got. Look at me. Anything can happen to any of us. I'd rather give to those who are desperately crying out. I'd rather give to those who just not... I don't know. Maybe when I look at things, I look at it in a positive perspective. I know God didn't favor me and bless me just for me to have it all to myself. I know better than that. So why does God favor you? If you don't believe that, check out the homeless community. Check it out. I'm not saying bother them. Set observe and pay attention what's around you in your community, in your neck of the woods. It's a lot. So if we let people just slip through the cracks, who's to say it won't be coming knocking on your door? Who's to say that? You don't know that. And you don't know you have the opportunity to help people. Let me give you one example. I'm going to use my personal stuff. I'm a writer, so I've learned to only talk about stuff that I've been through or a subject that I know too well. I had a situation happen with a parent of mine, he got a lawsuit. He obviously, he's my daddy. And I love him to death. He's passed. Look here. He got a lawsuit. I'll tell you. He got a lawsuit. And my father, my dad, I love him to death, but the butt is. I got siblings, three other siblings. They all got their peaks, meaning 10 grand and more. And tell you what I got, nothing, a big fat zero. Big fat zero. And um, I was homeless on the strip of Las Vegas, pinhounding on the strip of Las Vegas, dealing with an ex-husband who was really attacking me in broad daylight, fun days, not really, had to be a little sarcastic, make myself laugh, I don't want to cry, so let's continue, my dad had a lawsuit and he had another accident, got into a car accident, before you pass, um, he said, well, when it shows up, I'm, you're the first one, because he felt guilty, so um, I didn't really believe him my father's not here no more and the lawsuit is in probate and nobody got nothing because he didn't have a will so that's four grown people that his kids who, you're the first one yeah. see how well it's helping me and I'm relying on unemployment and me trying to figure out a way to be self-employed as an artist here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and nationally for those who I know who don't live in Nevada. He thought he had more time, is what I'm trying to tell you. He thought he had, I thought, hell, he had more time, but he had a heart attack. It was his third heart attack. I wasn't aware of this. I wasn't even aware that he was diabetic. So the point I'm making to you is... I was abandoned, but I'm used to that. I was abandoned, 
not from strange. I'm gonna make a reference to that. I make a reference to my own flesh and blood. And then, of course, when I needed help, when I got my divorce and everything that I put into my marriage dissolved, when there's no respect in a relationship, it's dead. It's not a relationship, it's a problem. <laughs> it, it births bad things. It births into, you know, I have really no respect for you at all. And Tara should not be marriage. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, I could say no opinion, but it's a fact. No one should do that for love. And I did. Two years. So, let's get off of me. How much time do you have left? How many moments do you have left to be kind to people? You know, I think about certain things in my life and things that I'm grateful for. And I'm grateful for people being so kind to me. It don't make sense how some people are so kind to me. I'm grateful for it. So I feel like since I'm not laying in the street, like I've seen so many 230 something people. Sorry, I don't mean to cry. That I've seen laying in the street, living in life. They don't have a, a roof to cover their head. Or they in, they sitting down at a bus stop. And the shuttle of the bus stop is their covering. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Why I have time here. I would like to be a part of the kindness that's still left in this world. I'm being honest with you, I've questioned why am I even here? Have you? I've questioned. When my father passed away, I'm not mad at God for permitting him to go. But I've questioned why God allowed a father, my friend, to leave. And my mother, who can't stand me. I don't know the whole reason why she don't like me. Maybe, I don't know, because I look just like my dad. I look nothing like her. I look all like the new side. I can't help that. She looks just like her daddy. We look nothing alike. Night and day, literally. We act nothing alike and our birthdays are, what, four days apart? Like you would say, oh, are y'all act just alike? No, we don't. <laughs> She's super aggressive and I, I have a problem being a surf. So, yeah. But the crazy part about all that, when it's all over with, what does it mean? Meaning, you can keep arguing. Like, I don't like arguing with her. That's why I normally, I'm trying not to call her as much because it's always a, like a debate. <laughs> who's right, who's wrong, crap. I'm tired of that. <laughs> Who wants to debate with your mother? No, because my mother's close to me. Well, she's not close like a friend, but like she know what to say that make me cry. So, and I'm 41 and I'm still doing this and I hate it, you know what I'm saying? So I just give myself a break from her because I need to heal. Anyway, you have to think of it that way because it's literally your life. We can keep wasting our life, our times, our moments. And, um, It'd be stupid because 
that make us both mythical. My mother's 18 years older than me, so I don't know how long she got. Like I said, last year my dad's gone just like that. Anybody else lost a parent? Um, it ain't easy accepting that they're not here anymore. But let me get off of them. Let me get off of... So I'm talking about like the moments of our life. How much time do you need to have? Uniquely, I don't know. I can't say that 10 minutes is guaranteed to me. Neither you. So while you have the time, while you've been allowed the time, choose to give is what I'm suggesting. This is big reason why I'm doing this podcast show and then I have intentions and a plan to help out more homeless people. So um, a part of me observing and recording and having interviews of the homeless people just straight came up to me and started talking to me. Friendly. You know, people have, I think society itself, these people off, write them off like they're less than people. But I get shocked when they're well, I'm not super shocked. I mean, I was homeless for three years. That they're sweet and kind. They're like a diamond in the rough. And like a gem yet discovered. These are the homeless people I'm making reference to. Good company. Actually listen to you. Actually want to talk to you. You know, and they not try to... People think they're thieves and just discover the earth. And like, I tell you, I don't know too many homeless people there that are... Um, Big don't get homeless. But anyway, ask your bank. I mean, for certain crooked banks, okay? They're not going to be homeless. They're not going to permit that to happen. <laughs> but um, long story short, 235 lines. Lots, 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 lots to. Um, digest. You ever did that? Decide, I did this for three days straight. Um, ride the bus, go places where it's residential or busy, and just count what are these people doing, how they're living their lives. People got a tent up. I guess it's better than having no tent at all. You know, sleeping in the streets like I've seen with my own eyes. Or carrying pushing, not carrying, sorry, pushing a cart around, a stolen grocery cart or their own cart, the ones you could pay, pay like $30, you know, buy at the store. So, I'm going to try and look at the upside. The good side about being homeless on the bus is you left alone and sort of, you get harassed a lot by security. You fall asleep doing something naturally sleeping. Um, they have the right to harass you. You know, that's like a, a unwritten law. I feel like that it's only here in Las Vegas. Do that in Jersey. They don't bother you in Jersey. Well, they do, but they don't. I noticed, like, the, obviously the police bother you actually here. The guards bother you here. And a lot more people bother you here. I've seen in Jersey where only maybe, i say three times, I've seen the cops harass the homeless in Jersey. Three times in five years, I think that's a good thing. So they check them for warrants, hoping they can like put them in prison or jail. 
you know, don't have no lot of say ID, they get excited, you know, so it depends on who you're talking to or what, I say crooked cops, but there's some decent cops out there too, because I've had cops that actually were my hero when I needed them, you know, so, and I'm sure y'all can feel the same way too, all cops are not, you know, crooked, so this is my last podcast show, I can't keep doing that, I can't keep going out the way I've been going out, about the, those who are homeless. I mean, I could, but I don't think it'd be a smart idea because I got a lot of heart and I'm very compassionate. And well, it hurts too much to see these people in these elements. I've seen people forgotten about and people like tourists, they make fun of them. I've seen it. They take pictures of them, all sorts of sick crap. And you know, they drunk probably. High drunk, all of the above. So, I don't exactly like that, but there's people who were, like, what was it, last year? Yeah. Last year, I've actually seen something that had me crying so bad. It was August of last year um, at the Bellagio Fountain. A, a man died swimming in the Bellagio Fountain. You could say, well, he was swimming in that. He was homeless because one of the tourists, more than one, said that if you swim across, you would get so much money and come back will be some money. He swam across and came back and I'm guessing one of those fountains hit him and he drowned. Anyone knows about the Bellagio fountains, the dancing fountains? Yeah. It's a big deal. They didn't say the person's name because they're homeless and everybody wanted to cover their behind. But the point is, they do that with the homeless. If they do this, you'll get the money. Unfortunately, this person didn't get nothing but, you know, loss of their life. Trying to survive, trying to get by. If you, some people, I'm not saying a few, but some people call it a home people lazy. You know, not necessarily. To survive as a homeless person is expensive. That's something else you may not know. Being homeless is expensive. Expensive or being degraded, expensive on your money, your little money that you figure out you have to have. Uh, expensive on where is your head gonna be at? How are you gonna pay for it? I was actually homeless working at Walmart on Boulder Highway, running cashier. I couldn't even eat on my lunch break. I remember that. I wouldn't eat, and we had a hot food section and a restaurant, McDonald's, inside of Walmart, and I wouldn't eat because I didn't have the money. And she would say, oh, you could have stole. What? No, I did not come to Walmart to steal. I came there to work. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't ready to go to prison, they just say that, okay? I knew a lot of my um, coworkers who actually got caught stealing, and got pulled out there with handcuffs. They got too many cameras in security. It's like, what's the point of that? If I'm a steal, this will be a one hit. <laughs> one hit, boom, I'm done. But I guess, I don't know. I ain't got the guts to do all that, you know? So, long story short, I've worked different jobs, different positions here. I've been here for eight years. Housekeeping at the Sahara. 
they used to do a lot of labor ready jobs because a lot of t a lot of like and then there's a lot of tip agencies out here too so I did what I thought I had to do I didn't speak a whole bunch about my family because my family didn't help me but I'm used to that if if they had to sign up for something it'll be that don't help her for 100 please <laughs> used to it so Thank you for listening to my podcast show as I speak about the homeless and me wrapping up and ending um, my observation. For now, this is number 11, um, mobile homeless in Nevada. So where is your homeless at? Think about that. You think about where they sleep at. I'm not saying open up your homes every time they get hairy. But I'm asking you to open up your heart to help these people out. Be on the lookout for my books that I'm publishing soon this coming month. Um, also, my poetry photography books. And um, the picture books is only going to be for 30 bucks. And my poetry books, 45, 50 bucks shipping and handling included. This has been H.M. Michelle Podcast Show. And also, I have photos, coffee mugs, speak about participant teacups. But the coffee mugs are $25. $10 extra for shipping and handling. And photo art plates 10 inch, 50 bucks each. And if you would like a poster, it'd be $125. And $10 extra for the shipping and handling. And if you're interested in, oh, my cheap ones, meaning it's quality work for a cheap price. 4 by 6 refrigerator magnets. Four packs for twenty-four dollars, ten dollars extra for the shipping and handling. That'd be thirty-five dollars. So if you're interested in getting my work, let's talk. Let's make those pieces be in your life, in your hand. This is it, and Tamika Michelle Pocket Show. Over and out.